sounds pretty easy, but you don't know my story. Believe it in yourself, trust in the process and God. I've been stuck. I've been fearful. I'm going to give you some tools to help you move forward. I know we all have scars. We all have wounds. He's already made the provisions for it to be done. Keep it moving. Brace your feelings. It's okay. And acknowledge how far you've come. Today, I want to talk to you about living a balanced life. With our busy and sometimes hectic schedules, our lives can become unbalanced and unfortunately, an unbalanced life can lead to stress, illness or fatigue, disorganization, lack of accomplishment and tasks taking longer than usual. If, however, we are unable to reduce stress and manage a well-balanced life, there can be physical and or emotional consequences. A balanced life is essential for personal effectiveness, peace of mind, and living well. The challenge is to balance what we must do with what we enjoy and choose to do. Here are some strategies that you can use in order to begin living a balanced life. So I want to give you 10 strategies that can help you begin this journey of a balanced lifestyle. Number one, know how you spend your time. You want to become aware of how you use your time so that you can improve your time management, improve your time management skills. So if you're so busy, let's just say, you know, if you're so busy doing church, uh, social groups and work, and then you only have a small percentage allotted for home then that's not balanced because your home needs to be taken care of. That is your oasis. That is where you spend a good portion of time. That's where you rest. You know, that's also maybe where your family is. So you want to make sure that you have a balanced life. You don't want to spend so much time at work that home is neglected or spend so much time at church that home is neglected. And when I say home, that includes family members, you know, marriages, relationships, children, all that stuff. So you don't want to spend so much time outside that your home is neglected. So become aware of how you use your time. Okay. Also, you want to set priorities. The key to prioritization is determining the most important thing to do to reach your goals. So if I know that Let's just say if I know that I want to lose weight because this is normally a big one. What what are those things that I must do in order to lose weight? And that usually falls in the categories of eating and working out of some sort. So those two things need to become priority along with rest need to become priority. Okay, so you need to make sure that you spend that time creating meals that work towards the goal of losing weight and becoming healthier. You need to make sure that you're doing some type of movement, whether it's going to the gym, whether it's a dance class, whether it's just walking, whatever it is, some type of movement that helps you go work towards that goal of losing weight, getting rest. Many people do not um, realize how much getting rest helps with weight loss. 
in the sense of if you don't spend enough time resting, sometimes that can, um, for some people's bodies, that can impact your weight. Okay, so you want to make sure that whatever it is, whatever your ultimate goal is, that you set those priorities to help those prioritize those tasks to help you reach that goal. Okay, You want to use planning tools, planning tools such as a planner, to do list can improve your productivity. Your smartphones and tablets help to make these tools readily available to you. Let me just tell you this story real quick. This is true. I used to be a very uh, big, very big on the digital calendars. Was so big on it. I would do, and then I would do both. I would do a digital calendar on my phone and then I would do the manual calendar. A lot of times what would happen to me with the manual calendar, either a couple of months in, I would stop using it or definitely by January. <laughs> I would stop using the manual calendar and I would solely just use my digital calendar. However, as we've entered into this pandemic, that has totally switched up for me. I cannot stand, I'm not going to say I can't stand it, but I do not look at my digital calendar at all. What I might use my digital calendar for is if I go to appointments, doctor appointments, nail appointments, hair appointments, I'll put it in there and then I come home and put it into my digital into my physical calendar. Um, but I'm not, you know, I used to be so gun ho about my digital calendar. I am not that anymore. I need my physical calendar and I use it literally every day. This last year and a half, I have truly, truly, truly use my physical calendar. Um, I'll probably say 97% of the time I've used it. Um, and like I said, if I do not have it with me, I will put it in my phone. And then as soon as I come home, I will check my calendar to make sure that it's good and that there's no conflicts. And if there's a conflict, I immediately call you know, the place where I was, whether it's the doctors or whatever type of appointment or whatever it was that I had um, entered into my digital calendar. So I want you to know that it's okay. Life happens. And so things will switch sometimes. And so you want to make sure that you do. And as we change, as we have different seasons in life, that you change with uh, those seasons. You know, what once worked with you, works for you five years ago, may not work for you now. What once worked for you two months ago may not work for you now. What once worked for you two days ago may not work for you now. So make sure that you are doing and using those things that actually work for you in the current season and space that you are in. Okay, so we have know how you spend your time, set priorities, use planning tools. Then you have get organized. You want to remove clutter. Getting organized are valuable tasks. When I say clutter, it could be physical clutter in your in your home, in your office, at work. Um, it can be um, in your car. Um, that's that's those are examples of physical uh, clutter. But then there's also mental and emotional clutter. I give you the example of, um, you know, I had a family member that we had that we had uh, multiple deaths. And mentally and emotionally, that person was cluttered. And not only was that person cluttered mentally and emotionally, but it showed up or manifested physically as well. 
and once that person was able to declutter their emotions and their mental uh, thoughts, then you began to see the physical clutter go away. And so you want to make sure that you're doing those things that help to declutter your life, whether it's physically, mentally, or emotionally, because it helps. Um, disorganization can sometimes make you feel overwhelmed um, and it can make things, uh, it can impact you in ways that you're unaware of. So it's very very, very important that you make sure that you get organized and declutter mentally, physically, and emotionally. Some ways to help you get to declutter uh, mentally and emotionally, that could be seeing a therapist or talking talking to someone um, that helps you to um, provide strategies for you um, to cope and deal with things. Um, so that 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 is huge, okay? Other tools may be um, for some people it's working out that helps to release any stress or tension that, that they may be going through. Um, it may be meditation or, or mindfulness, um, moments. So whatever it is, some people do yoga, whatever it is for you to help you declutter emotionally and mentally, you want to make sure that you do it. Um, so that you can be organized, even physically, okay? So <clears throat> then you have schedule. When are you most productive and alert? When do you tend to overcommit? When can you more easily balance responsibilities? And when do you make time for yourself? So these are some good questions when you're looking at your schedule, okay? If you know that you don't do well in the morning, and you don't, and you have a, a, a control over what, how you schedule your day, then don't put anything in the morning. Don't put anything at eight or nine or 10 o'clock in the morning. If you know, you're not a morning person, you know, if you know that you are more, um, productive at night, then, you know, make sure that that's when you do your work, make sure that's when you get things done. Um, so you want to, you want to know when your most productive time is and learn when, learn when you tend to overcommit and who you do that with. You know, um, if a family member calls you at a drop of a dime, you're always going to go, whether you have things to do or not, that's overcommitting, right? So again, you need to learn how to say no sometimes, you know, if you know that you have something on your schedule, you don't have to be everything for everybody all the time. It's okay to say no. It's okay to put your priorities um, or your task ahead of other things and other people at times, um, especially when it ends up falling on you and, and, you know, and, and you may uh, lose track of deadlines. You may be late for a deadline or you, it may cause you to not do the things that you need to do. Okay. So don't overcommit yourself at the, to the detriment of your schedule and the things that you have to do. It's okay to say no. All right. I, I really want you to hear that. It is okay to say no. All right. So we have know how to spend your time, set priorities, using planning tools, get organized, um, look at your schedule and then delegate. Not doing everything yourself is essential. This goes back to the scheduling of what I said. You don't have to be everything 
to everybody again. You do not always have to say yes. Let me tell you this story because I promise you it's going to liberate you and set you free. I used to be a yes person all the time. And when I tell you, when I learned the word no, it changed my life. It changed my life, but uh, made the other people that I started saying no to um, feel some type of way. And that is okay. Because what I noticed was when I was saying yes all the time, people began to be so dependent on me. They knew that whenever they asked me that I would come through, they didn't have to worry about me. They knew that I said what I, what I said I was going to do, I was going to do. They knew my word was my bond. They knew they didn't have to take care of anything, that Kamika had it, right? But I was running myself in the ground. They, you know, not coming to events, not going to church, you know, going on trips. Living their best life. Not me. <laughs> I mean, well, I was, but I was, I was, you know, I didn't take vacations. I didn't, um, I wasn't doing what I wanted to do because I was committed to my word. When I give you my word and tell you I'm going to do something, that's what I do. And so the moment I learned how to say no, boy, oh boy, that freed me. And I tell you, I was happy. But it confused them, the other people. And they began to have to do it themselves. They began to learn that, oh, well, she's not going to be there all the time. No, ma'am. No, sir. No, I'm not. Why? Just like because you live your life, I got a life to live too. I have to make sure my life is balanced too. I have to make sure my world is balanced too. And so um, be sure that you delegate, trust other people to do things, your work will go on without you, okay? You don't have to be there to make it right. And even if that is the case, empower them to do it and trust them to do it. If they were hired for that job, hey, let them earn their pay and let them figure it out. So that way it, it empowers them and it releases you. So learn to delegate. I don't care what it is, church, work, family, you know, home life, learn to delegate. You can't not and should not do it all. Another example, you talk about people, you know, let's, this you look at our houses for a minute, right? You say, oh, my husband or my wife or the kids don't do this. You tell the kids to do something and then or the other people to do something. And then because you the way you don't like the way that they wash the dishes or you don't like the way that they do this. You like move out the way I'll do it. Don't get mad at them. <laughs> you got to empower them to learn how to do it. Either learn how to do it your way or learn how to let them do it. And you help to improve with it in the way that they're doing it. But you have to learn to let people do it so that you can be free. Because other than that, you might as well just do it yourself. <laughs> so you want to make sure that you learn to delegate and just let it go and empower people in so many ways by doing so. Then you want to stop procrastinating. Putting things off results in poor time management. Let me say that again. Putting things off results in poor time management. Some techniques um, to stop procrastinating are Break big projects into smaller components, more manageable segments. Poke holes, as I call them. Poke holes in your project. 
do the quick and easy task first and then move on to the larger task. Do the harder or most unpleasant part of the project first um, so that you can get that out the way. Set aside 30 minutes of uninterrupted time to work on the project. Remove distractions. That is, that's a huge one. Making sure that you remove distractions. If you know you don't work well with noise, then don't do work or that's whatever it is that you're trying to get done when you're surrounded around a whole bunch of noise. If you know that you can't do it with people in the room, then don't set yourself up to do work with people in the room. Um, make sure that you set your environment in a way that it removes yourself from distractions. If that means turning off your phone, turn off your phone or your, or your tablets. Say positive things to yourself about your progress. Okay? Celebrate all of it. Celebrate all of it. Aim for the exceptional, but allow yourself to be pleased with good enough. I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> I'll just say it. I'm a perfectionist, but I have to give myself grace. Everything is not always going to be perfect. but I can pat myself on the back and um, as I'm aiming for perfection or aiming for the exceptional thing, I can allow myself grace to say, Hey, you're doing a great job. Hey, it's got to improve here, but I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm on my way. I'm on my way. We're almost there at the target. Okay. Good enough is still good. Okay. It still allows room to move forward. Okay. So aim for the exceptional, but allow yourself to be pleased with good enough. Celebrate small accomplishments. Award yourself for small steps as you work towards the final product. I'm big on this. Any progress, no matter how tiny or how huge it is, is still progress. So as you move forward, you celebrate yourself. Great job. You know, go tell yourself a great job. Go buy yourself something. Go um, get your favorite food. I'm big on that. I'll get my favorite food or I'll go pamper myself in some way. Um, but make sure that you celebrate your progress, no matter how big or small it may be. Celebrate it. Okay. Celebrate it. And then you want to make sure. So we've already talked about. Know how to spend your time, set priorities, using planning tools, get organized, schedule, delegate, stop procrastinating. Then we want to look at manage time wasters. This is identifying some of the most um, ways we waste time and addressing them helps to capitalize on available minutes. So um, a great example of this is if you know before you work, you got to go to the restroom, you, you know, you're going to get, look on your phone. You're going to walk around for a little bit, talk to whoever you're going to talk to. Um, that's some, that's a little bit of time wasters, especially when you have an important task that needs to be done or you want a, a, a high priority deadline. You, that's, that's a time waster. So you may to, to minimize that or, or to maximize your time, you may say, okay, if I'm going to, if I tell myself at 1230, I'm going to begin on this task, then that means go to the bathroom, check my phone, talk to whoever it is I need to talk to prior to that. And so that at 1230, I start my task and I have removed distractions and I can move forward. Okay. So as we have 
we know how we spend our time. We're setting priorities. We're using planning tools. We're getting organized. We're looking at our schedule. We're delegating. We are um, not procrastinating anymore. We're managing time wasters. Then we want to avoid multitasking, which is focusing results in greater product productivity. Okay. We want to make sure that we're focusing our results in greater productivity. So to help us minimize multitasking, because a lot of times we think that we're multitasking and we're really not, or we think that we're really efficient at multitasking and we're really not. So to help us minimize multitasking, we can minimize interruptions. We've heard that before, right? Those distractions, those things that's going to interrupt us, minimize those. Make a note to yourself about something you need to do later rather than stopping a current task that you're doing in order to do that thing. So, so take notes so that you can do it later. You're not breaking your train of thought. You're not stopping uh, uh, something that you're currently doing. You want to make sure that you stand up periodically while you're working to improve concentration. Take those brain breaks. Um, set deadlines for yourself that concentrate on completing one task at a time. And then the last one, so, you know, which is staying healthy. So we have talked about 10 strategies, right, to help us leave a balanced uh, lifestyle. So it's know how you spend your time, set priorities, using planning tools, we're getting organized, looking at our schedule, delegating, we're, stop, we're going to stop procrastination, we're going to manage our time wasters and avoid multitasking. And lastly, stay healthy, Okay. I always say this, you cannot pull from an empty cup, okay? So taking care of yourself is important too, whether that's regular exercise or movement, nutritious meals, and opportunities for continuous learning should be a part of your schedule, okay? Staying healthy, getting that rest. Um, you can't give, 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 and do, 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 or spend time at work all the time or whatever, wherever it is you spend majority of your time. And not taking care of yourself. Let me say this so that you can hear. You are important too. Self-care is important too. You have to pour into yourself and allow yourself time to rest your body, rest your mind, rest your emotional state so that you can be the best you you can possibly be each and every day. Okay, I'm going to say it again. You cannot pour from an empty cup. You can't just keep going and going and going because there may come a time where you are forced to sit down and you may not like what that looks like. Okay. So take the time to rest, take the time to pour into yourself so that you can rejuvenate and refresh your mind, your spirit, your body, your soul. Take the time to pour into you so that you can be healthy, not just physically, but mentally spiritually, as well as emotionally. It's worthwhile to invest in a balanced life for yourself, as well as for your family. As I always say, if we ourselves are broke down, then we can't be helpful to someone else. Balance is vital. Please remember that balance is vital. And so we've come to that time again. It's the end of our segment. I have totally enjoyed uh, talking to you and sharing living a balanced life with you because this is very important. I am the balance queen. <laughs> you will hear me say, if we're talking, you will hear me say, hey, you, you, need to, you need to rest. Hey, 
You need to say no a couple of times because I'm about balance. Um, you do not want life to sit you down or, or as I say, you do not want God to sit you down sometimes because you're not going to be prepared for it when you can actually be proactive and, and take some rest and, buy, and and get some balance in your life. We might not get, it may not be perfect and that's okay, but making sure that we are doing the things that help us to be and live a more balanced life. But you don't know my story. Believing in yourself, trusting the process and God. I've been stuck. I've been fearful. I'm going to give you some tools that help you move forward. I know we all have stars. We all have wounds. He's already made the provisions for it to be done. Keep it moving. Brace your feelings. It's okay. And acknowledge how far you've come.